Hi guys, so I am fucking on the ball for a start because today is Thursday and I'm recording my podcast, which is fucking fantastic. Um, but today I want to talk about just a few different things, to be honest. Obviously, I like to use my platform to talk about raising vibrations, protecting energy, things that drain your vibe, fucking it off, toxic things and just kind of being in the best state of mind that you possibly can be. And today it inspired me to record my podcast because I actually used to listen to all the time and I've I've talked about it on here in the past, the Law of Attraction Changed My Life podcast. And that's what is actually called the Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Now I've not listened to it for ages because since starting my own podcast, I feel like I give most of my energy to that rather than listening to other podcasts. But Today, I've been working all day, editing videos, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to stick it on while I'm getting things done. And it's kind of inspired me. And it's really weird because the girl that records it, Francesca Amber, so many things in that that she says that I can relate to. And I know loads of you will message me and say, oh my God, you've been through this and I went through the same thing or you said this and I felt the same way. And even I feel like that when I listen to other podcasts. It's so nice for somebody to have freedom of speech, say exactly what they think, exactly how they feel, and you be able to relate to it. It is a really, really nice feeling. So I gasped. My phone is going off at the minute. Do you know what? I've actually just said to my friend, I'm going to buy another phone or another two phones just to try and keep a bit of a work-life balance because obviously for my job, I manage other people's social media accounts and I have a lot going on, which is it's no really, like, it's not really much of a big deal because what I do is schedule the post on an app and then they just kind of go off um, and I don't even really have to think about it. But now I'm getting so many, it's like I, I don't put my phone down and I'm very, very conscious of that. And it's hard because at the minute you'll have seen me put up that I was at the gym yesterday so me and my friend Joe are bringing you this brand new fitness guide and it's not just like a fitness guide if you've got to eat this you've got to do that it is a guide we're not telling you what to do and it's kind of I've created it with the thought in mind I want to be able to sit in neighborhood on a Saturday night with a cocktail in my hand and I want to look good in a bikini so without feeling restricted because the last thing that you need to do is be told what you can and can't do or feel like you're under immense amounts of pressure Uh, but also I am conscious that a lot of us have been sat in lockdown we've been out of sorts out of routine motivation's probably been minimal for a lot of people and I knew myself that I wanted to kickstart my health and fitness plan again in a really fun bit of a bougie way and just kind of feel good in a dress and even I said to Joe in fact Joe said to me I was like oh what will we have to have a photo shoot in the gym and he said no he said that's not what He's like, I don't feel like your followers look to you to, to look at you in gym wear because that's just not your platform. He was like, you look great in a dress and other women will probably look at you and think, I want to look like, I want to look or feel like she does in a dress. And I was like, do you know what? Joe, you are right. We don't agree on everything, but we've agreed on that. And I'll always look to Joe for a, a little bit of help and support. I'll say, right, I'm going out here. What shall I eat? Or we talk about training together a lot and me and Joe have been friends for, for many, many years. So I feel like this program is going to be great because it's not just a downloadable guide like what I currently have out, which is also great because you can do that in your own time. If you prefer just to kind of go off and follow something in your own time, that's great. This is going to be like a, an army of women that are wanting to better themselves, not just physically, but mentally as well. You're going to be added into a group. 
Joe is a PT and a nutritionist and he will coach you. So you'll be able to message him as many times as you want. He'll be able to talk to you about the food, about the exercises. So you are fully being coached, not just a guide to follow. You'll be given the food, you'll be given the exercises. Obviously, I'm going to put a lot into it myself as well, but he's going to be there for the real support. Um, And obviously, everybody else that's involved in it as well. So we are currently working on this, which is crazy, because on top of that, I have a full-time job doing social media management. In my spare time, I manage many other social media accounts. I obviously do a podcast. I do influencing on social media. And I've recently put out there, shit, I think I'm going to start needing a PA soon. And I honestly think that I will. And obviously, I think when I do have a PA, I'll be like, fucking bitch has made it. But because I've got things coming out of my ears 24-7, I kind of feel like I need a point of contact. So everybody goes to somebody for me and then that person will come back and give me a schedule of my day when I work with certain brands as well so a certain brand might say to me right I want you to post on this day and this time and I'm like yeah 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 and then I think shit I can't because that day I'm posting for somebody else and I don't want to take away from their product or their company so actually influencing on social media the further you get into it it's not really it goes a lot deeper than just kind of putting a photo on Instagram and moving on with your life Obviously, you've got to have the content approved to make sure that it kind of fits their criteria. The picture's got to be on point, which when you've got three kids, you're a single mum and you kind of pull in about 50 different jobs. I look like shit 90% of the time. I like to roll into work with a tracksuit, hair on top of my head, get shit done. And what I'm looking like is kind of the last thing on my mind at that point. So yeah, what a time to be alive. I feel like I need a little bit more organisation in my life. So this week, this weekend, I've got the children and I'm going to really spend time putting it into my fitness guide, what I need to do with Joe. I'm going to buy myself another phone or another two phones. I'm going to be rolling around like a fucking drug dealer. And I'm going to get my life in order, guys. I really am. And I'm starting that by being organised and bringing you my fucking podcast on a Thursday, which, hallelujah, praise the Lord, doesn't happen very often. But yeah, realise that was all just a load of waffle. But I like to bring you up to date on what's happening in my life. And that's what's happening in my life this week. Making the fitness programme happen, just discussing ideas. Obviously, I bring things to the table because I'm plugging it from my platform and it's got to be relevant to me and my life. It's got to be relevant for busy mums mainly because that's what I did my last one for because... A lot of us don't have time to spend an hour, two hours in the gym every day. It's got to be a workout that's knocked out at home before you probably have a glass of wine while the kids are in bed. So I want it to be realistic. I don't have hours to dedicate to the gym anymore. I used to do when I brought out the flat mum tum. I had way more time back then. Now I don't. So this has got to be relevant to my life right now. I like to keep everything honest, everything open, everything relevant. You all know me. You've been watching me on Instagram. I've been drinking rosé wine like it's going out of fashion. Only pale rosé, guys. Love the Whispering Angel. And I... um Yeah, I've had a, a fair few deliveries. I'm not going to lie. I'm still feeling good because I... My steps per day, I don't need a fucking Fitbit. I don't need to make sure my 10,000 steps are going in a day. I fucking know them 10,000 steps are going in a day. I'm running after three boys as a single parent and pulling a full-time job. Well, probably five full-time jobs into one role. So yeah, my steps are on point. I'm constantly on the go. I'm drinking my water. I do fuel my body with 
good nutritious food and that's not because I'm trying hard to do it that's just the lifestyle that I've now accustomed to um from from involving fitness and nutrition as part of my lifestyle as a whole I do still like a wine I do still pass through McDonald's drive-through I'm never ever going to claim to be this fitness freak what you know on Instagram where there's so many amazing girls that build their platforms on fitness purely alone and there has been times where my platform has been more directed towards fitness obviously I still have the fitness family I sell my cookbooks I sell those in schools I sell them in doctor's surgeries I sell them online that is still pretty much ongoing it's just not the main focal point of my life anymore I think we all adapt we all move on things change and although that is still a part of me, it's still a part of my work, it's a part of my business, it's, I've kind of integrated it into sophiewatkins.uk rather than just having it separately because I've got so many things going on with my life and this is why I wanted to bring a new thing because I just wanted to try something new. I want you to all be able to come on this journey with me if you want to do that and I want us to be coached, I want us to be guided And it's not like a, oh, let's compare before and after photos and see how great we've done and it's whoever's got the best picture. It's not a competition. It's just kind of a few girls getting together, saying they want to better themselves physically and mentally, working as a team, still having a good time and just putting in 100% effort on the days where we've not really got much else going on. So that is the aim of this guide. And I cannot wait to bring it to you all. Currently, it's just a load of scribbles down in a Google document. So it's not, I was thinking, right, a week, two weeks, and now I'm thinking, shit, maybe a little bit more, but I'll keep you updated on the process of it. And I am really, really excited to share it with you all. Today, I wanted to talk about um, trolling because I just thought it was relevant with everything that's been going on online with the whole Khloe Kardashian um, photo thing. And I've seen loads about it. Obviously, I've not used my platform to comment on it at all because we've all seen the trolling that I get, we've all seen the tattle life forums that are dedicated to me, to tearing me down and all this kind of stuff and therefore I would never ever feel the need to comment on another person's appearance or how they're dealing with things, nothing. How many times do I say in this podcast, stay in your own lane? What doesn't concern you doesn't concern you. And do you know what? There's a difference in having a conversation, a closed conversation with your friends in a WhatsApp group, in the girls' chat or whatever, than putting it publicly on your social media account. I'm not saying that none of us slag people off. We do it all the time. We're all human. People get under our skin. We have a few words to say about them to each other. That's fine. But the problem with trolling is that these people, they're built differently to us because... They are going out there with the intention of wanting to harm somebody else mentally, wanting to mentally scar another person on purpose. Like, it's actually mind-blowing that there is people like that out in this world. And what's even scarier is, if you think about it, they all hide behind fake accounts because they wouldn't be seen dead saying it from their personal account. And we're walking by these people every single day. Like, we could be... Um, socialising with these people, these people could be our friends and we will never know about it because they're hiding behind a shit little fake account on Tattle Live, coming in on people's lives that they don't know about and they have, they don't know the first thing about but yet they claim to know everything or it's so important to them for them to share their opinions and try and bring other people down. Now I saw this because I was looking at it 
for my podcast. So what is an internet troll? So I found this on Urban Dictionary and I just fucking love Urban Dictionary. It makes me laugh so much. An internet troll is an attention whore who posts stupid comments onto websites in an attempt to get a reaction towards him, usually negative, and in an attempt to get somebody else to acknowledge their pathetic, insignificant lives since they don't receive that sort of attention in real life. It's true. When I picture an internet troll, when I picture the kind of people that try and tear me down online that don't know me, I picture a big fat Karen sat in a fucking a spare room that's converted into an office, sat by a, a computer that she bought in fucking 2000 and God knows when, 1982 BC, with the two kids running around, her husband's cheating on her, he's shagging the fucking receptionist from work, he's getting home late every night, she cooks him a shite tea that she makes every fucking night, Every single night, he pretends to love it. And she's miserable. She needs a shag. She needs a fucking night out with her friends. And she needs to get off Sassel life, more importantly. That's what I picture. And when you picture it like that, it just you, you just become... You just don't give a shit. You literally don't give a shit. Because, I mean, I... Even, for example, the first bit of this podcast, like, wow, I've got so much going on in my life right now that I just couldn't even imagine having the time to dedicate so much negative energy to somebody that I don't like. If I have somebody on social media that makes me feel a certain kind of way, I just unfollow them. It happens to us all all the time. In my Instagram insights, there's so many people that unfollow me every single day, but yet I pick up new followers so it kind of evens out. And that's fine. Like I don't sit and think oh my God, I wonder why this person's unfollowed me. The old me probably would have done. The old me that was not built like the woman that I am today would have probably thought that. But now I just think, I'm just not their vibe and that's fine. You can't be everybody's vibe. You're on your own little thing. You've got your own like nice little circle of group of friends or whatever. And you, not everybody has to be your vibe and you don't have to be everybody else's vibe. And I think the second that you kind of are okay with that in life, it does become so much easier. How many times have we been invited to something by somebody that we don't particularly fuck with anymore? They're not really our kind of person anymore, but maybe we've been friends with them for a long, long time. And it's kind of one of those, well, oh, I haven't seen them in quite a while. So I really, I do need to make this effort. Who are you making the effort for? If something's making you uncomfortable, or if you don't want to go somewhere and you don't want to do something, we all need to become more comfortable with saying no and protecting your time. Time is so valuable. I only do things with my time, what I really want to do with my time, because I have very, very little free time. So in my free time, you'll catch me obviously at home with my children. When I don't have my children and things are back to normal, you'll catch me in a nice restaurant eating and drinking with my friends and having a laugh. You'll catch me in Zara shopping. Those are the things that feed my soul, that make me happy as a person. I love, there's nothing more I love. My favourite ever, ever day, I think I've said this in a podcast, but if I had to pick one favourite day, now I do love summer. Summer is my jam and I cannot wait for hot girl summer, or as my friend Steve keeps telling me, round girl summer, because I've been eating a a few too many donuts, but that's now going to change, thank you Joe Davis, but yeah, I love my favourite ever, ever day, is when it's raining, it's cold, I've got thick fluffy jammers, the kids are still in the PJs, it's lunchtime, I'm considering pouring a small glass of red wine, we've got a nice family film on, there's a roast in the oven, that is, that feeds my soul with pure happiness like a real lazy day with my kids where 
I'm not consumed in work. I'm not that ass what's going on on social media, on my phone, whatever. I'm present in the moment with my kids and I'm having a really great time. I love that. I also fucking love being in Ocean Beach Club in Ibiza with the girls, dancing on the tables, drinking to my heart's consent, singing my heart out, rolling into bed, knowing that I don't have to get up with the children. These different things that make me really, really happy. And I think the older I've got and the more shit that I've tolerated in my life, the more it's made me realise that I need to spend the more time doing things that I actually want to do myself instead of things that I feel like I should do to please another person. Honestly, guys, get that box ticked. If you've got things that you don't want to do, don't do it. And and do you know what's the worst as well? When you tell somebody you're going to do something and you leave it right until the last second before you dare say that you don't want to do it, or even worse, you go to it and have a really shit time and think, you know what, I could be sat at home watching Netflix in my jammers because that's what I really, really did want to do. We need to just normalise saying no. And what else? We need to normalise accepting it, accepting that. When somebody else tells us they don't want to do something, okay, they're not, oh, come on, please, come on, let's do it. No, if they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it, that's fine. Move on from the situation. And honestly, life becomes so much easier. So back to the Chloe Kardashian thing, because I don't think I actually got my um, point across with that. Yeah, like a photo ever got leaked where she look, didn't look her best. And everybody's blowing off about it, saying she doesn't, she shouldn't use filters, she shouldn't do this, she shouldn't do that. I'm sorry, but 90% of the world uses a little bit of a filter, even if it's just adding a bit of saturation to make you look like you've had a bit of a, a sunbathe and a bee or whatever. Who cares? If it's not affecting your life, and I get the bigger picture where they're saying young girls are looking up to this and stuff, but we're, we're in a generation now where young girls are very much aware of filters. Young girls, uh, they have Snapchat. They know how to put a different face on, rabbit ears and all that kind of stuff. They know that. It's not Khloe Kardashian's responsibility for how your daughter looks at herself is what I'm trying to get at. And I think that's another thing with everybody taking responsibility for themselves. Like, God forbid, if my boys were looking up to a, a man using a filter and photoshopping abs on and stuff like that, like, I don't feel like... Maybe it is worse for girls. Like, I'm a mum of boys, so obviously I'm not going to get it. But I am somebody's daughter. I wouldn't... My mum wouldn't blame Khloe Kardashian for sticking a bit of saturation on a photo for the way that I looked at myself. That's not going to happen. Like, my mum would obviously try and sit and connect with me, mother and daughter, and try to get to the deep-rooted issues of why I was feeling shit about myself and not trying to pass the blame onto somebody else. And I think that's the thing. It's taking responsibility and accepting, accepting that how you feel as a person without trying to blame somebody else. That's very, very important as well. And it's something that I've learned that I've had to deal with because there's so many situations in my life where I've wanted to pass blame. I still do it now to Callum. And this is probably why our co-parenting went a little bit fucked up. We're actually on a really good path again now. It was a couple of weeks of squabbles and arguments where we just couldn't really hold a conversation without telling each other to fuck off, basically. And now we're back on the right track. And I think I was saying things to Callum and I wasn't feeling heard. And we've had therapy before me and Callum. We've had counselling sessions and... It was always the main problem in the counselling sessions where I would try and talk and Callum would jump in and the counsellor would say, Callum, you need to let her finish because this is why she doesn't feel heard. And it was me taking things the wrong way. We've all got fucked up problems in our life. We've all got issues. And today when I was listening to Law of Attraction Changed My Life and Amy, I was listening to the Amy Hart from Love Island and she said, if she'd have gone in Love Island now and met Curtis now as the person that she is today after eight months of therapy sessions, 
she would have been very different because Katie was saying she was negative and she realised she had a lot of deep-rooted problems in her life that was affecting new relationships. Now, I've obviously been open and honest and said I've been by myself for 14, 15 months now and there is things in my life that I would like to get therapy for, i.e. grief with my um, stepdad and obviously just our relationship as a whole, understanding problems with my biological dad because as a young girl, when your dad doesn't want a relationship with you, you feel rejection automatically. That kind of gives you like a bad start to relationships with men in whole and then when men start to do you wrong and it kind of, you see a reoccurring pattern there and that is damaging to a person and day to day it doesn't affect your life but you will notice after a period of time or when a new relationship starts you will start seeing men in a bad light and there's been situations where I've said oh well men are this and I've been corrected and no no not all men are that but maybe just the men that I've had surrounding me in my life haven't always done me right and it's kind of given me a bad feeling towards men in general. And obviously, I'm raising three boys. Like, I'm raising my boys how I want a man to be in my life. And if, if I can do that, then I have been the most successful woman on this planet, regardless of the businesses that, that I've got or regardless of the money that I earn or the house that I might buy, the car that I might drive. If I can raise my three boys to be great fathers, to be great husbands and to have respect for women then horns fucking might drop because I'm a winner. But yeah, that Amy Hart podcast just gave me a little bit of a kick up the ass to get into some therapy. So it is something that I am going to start. I'm going to look into it after lockdown, you know, because I ain't got a fucking million and one other things to do in my life. But this is part of my self-care routine. So like now, for example, I've been saying I'm going to wash my hair every day for a goddamn week. I've still not washed my hair. Still not washed my fucking hair because I get in from work late. I want to sort the kids out, put them to bed, tidy up, make some tea, get a shower. I can't be arsed washing my hair. My hair's, I'm like Hagrid from Harry Potter. It's long, it's fizzy, it's wiry. It takes at least an hour to wash, dry, straighten. And I would rather spend that hour drinking a glass of wine, watching a bit of Netflix before I fall asleep and pass out and it all starts again for another day. So I am, I need to focus more on self-care, the things that make me good because when my hair is freshly washed, right now it's stuck back in a bun and it, I feel like shit because of it. If I had my hair all down fresh, I'd feel so much better about myself. And you know that quote, it's one of my favourite, I think I've used it in the past podcast of dress up and show up as that woman that you want to be. When I walk in a room and I've got my nice little leggings, my thigh-high boots, my blazer, my makeup on, my hair's all washed and nice, I feel that bitch and I can achieve anything that I want to achieve that day. When I rock in, a bit like today, even though I feel like I'm on a vibe with this podcast, I'm not going to lie, Life Lessons Hunt with Sophie Watkins, but I've got my leggings, my socks are tucked in, I've got a bit of a teal Linica vibe going on today, I'm looking pretty cool, hair slapped back, seeing better days, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to move some things that I haven't completed today to tomorrow and I'm going to take this time to go and wash my hair. I'm going to go in home bargains and buy a few little bits of the house that I need before I go home and just make myself feel better. And therapy is like one of those things for me. I want to schedule an hour, maybe once a week, every two weeks. I'm not sure yet. Let's see how much it fucking costs. And I just want to sit there and talk about my life from start to finish. Talk about my life to somebody that doesn't know me without any kind of judgment because all I want to do in life is better myself as a person. And I also heard the Law of Attraction woman, Francesca Amber, and she said, do you know what? 
I married somebody, he turned out to be gay, I had a kid to him, I was a single parent, I lost all my income in the pan pandemic, I found myself pregnant with twins, I barely even knew the twins' dad, all these things, and she was like, I could sit on my podcast and talk about all that and make you feel really sorry for me, or I could try and teach you all to be better people, and it's not what's happened to you in life, it's how you deal with it. And I feel like I am very good with that. I could, you all know what's happened to me in my life, especially in a short space of time. Obviously, I've lost my husband. I lost everything of how I thought my life would be. I lost a parent. I've lost loads of people around me. I've changed countries. Like, shit, I've lost my hearing. I nearly died at one point. And I couldn't just go on and on and on and on and talk about that. But that that's what use would that do to myself because I'd sit and just think woe by me every day of my life and what use would it do to everybody else like instead I'd rather take the shit that's been thrown at me and and change it around and just think do you know what yeah do you know life is shit sometimes and it is unfair at times and you are allowed today a day to sit in bed and cry about it and it is nice sometimes when people acknowledge do you know what you have had a bit of a shit time but you're doing really well but to be that positive person that comes out the other side shining and the one that can stand there and hold the hands up and say, do you know what? I have been through a wank time, but here I am. I'm still standing and I'm making the best of my goddamn life because guess what, Huns? You only get one. So yeah, when I saw about the Chloe Kardashian thing, I just thought everybody just simmer down if she doesn't want the photo of herself on, her, on the internet. Somebody's taken that and they've uploaded it without her permission. How many photos do we have in our camera roll that we'd die if somebody uploaded it without our permission? She's just a human being and just because she's got millions of followers and makes millions of pounds like that doesn't make her accustomed to that's not an automatic okay right because you're a millionaire and because you're so famous you're not ever going to deal with mental health problems it doesn't work like that she's a fucking human being she literally is a human being and it did make me sad when other like celebs and stuff i saw amber gill for one jumping on the bandwagon a little bit and saying hold yourself accountable on all this and it's like just just leave it. It's not affecting your life, hon. Stay in your own lane. So that was my verdict on that. And obviously, Tattle Live trolls are all... I'm all like, people screenshot it and send it, and I'm like, I don't need to see that. I don't want to see it. It's actually none of my business what other people that I don't know think of me. It's none of my business. It's not something that ever enters my mind anymore at all unless people ask me about it, and that's when I'll speak about it. And when I do put the things on about podcasts, it does always come up. So I thought, do you know what? Only fair that I do talk about it. But the thing that pisses me off, and I have said this before, I'm fine, but other people might not be. And we see everything that goes on with like Caroline Flack and things like that. And you can see how much other people's words and actions and people trying to embarrass you publicly, because that's what these people do to me. They try and put information in there to embarrass me publicly in a forum full of other people so they can all try and tear me down. Now, what do they think is going to be the end goal of that? Because that is a question that I used to ask myself, like, do they want me to go and hang myself? Do they want me to kill myself as well? Do they want me to be damaged mentally because of their like nasty words because that is so fucked up in the head like it's actually a problem so now I can only feel sorry for those people and also in the podcast today of the law of attraction changed my life she made a very valid point and I thought Do you know what I'm actually gonna have to say this she said how many people in school that kind of didn't really get bullied or didn't get 
had an easy life. Like most of them probably just live like a nice normal life. And it always seems to be, don't you think? And honestly, it's it might be different in your guys' life, but I have found this so many times. The people that I meet that are very successful, that have got really big businesses, that have got loads of money, that have just done really well for themselves, always seem to come from pretty much nothing. They always seem to come from a background where they've been bullied or where they feel like they've had a point to prove. Now, this could be one big-ass coincidence, but I really don't think it is. I have done the best I have ever done in my life since I have started to be trolled. Since the Tassel Life Forum came around when I was sat on Hyde Park and somebody said, do you know you're on Tassel Life? And I was like, what? Looked at it and I was thinking, how have I ended up on some forum alongside fucking Katie Ferdinand, Mrs. Hinch and all these massive people? How have I ended up on this forum? It was mind-blowing. Then obviously at the beginning, it was really hurtful. I went through loss of sleep. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I felt sick because I couldn't understand it. And I'd never had to deal with anything like that before. People attacking me publicly when they don't know me. I've never dealt with that, that before. And obviously then I became extremely ill. It made me so sick and poorly. I can't even explain it. And it's taken a lot of work for me to get to where I am today. Now I'm honest and I will be honest, if this upset me in any way, shape or form now, I would say, do you know what? This still really upsets me and these people need to be held accountable and all this. I, I am back in um, trolling forums and things like that. Lots of things going on in the background of other people's lives that I'm jumping on to back them because obviously it's only fair for me to stick up for other people that go through this that are generally affected by it. But I've moved on by it and I thought, when she said that today, it really struck a chord with me and I thought, do you know what? Isn't it funny that since that has happened to me, my business in every aspect of my life has just been fucking booming. And maybe that is because deep down, I thought, do you know what? You motherfuckers are not bringing me down and watch what I'm about to do with my life. And I do think that, I think if you've got a point to prove in life that you just go for it, it's like a bull in a china shop. You just go for it, go for it, go for it until you come up and you rise above it all and you think, do you know what? Thanks for doing that. Thanks for calling me a cunt. Thanks for trying to, trying to embarrass me in front of everyone. Because now, look what I've done whilst trying to prove a point. Seriously, it is life-changing. But things like this has happened before. So I um, basically, to cut a long story short, me and Callum used to be very active in the bedroom. And at a young age, obviously, we were together from 19. And one time he went on a night out and he lost his phone. Now, somebody found this phone or stole it. I don't know who was drunk, he can't remember. And on there was a nice collection of videos of your gal doing bits. So he then got a call saying, I've got your phone, I want X amount of money, I know who you are, I've got your partner on here doing this, that and the other. You know, fucking, God, as J. Cole would say, sucking on dick with no hands with it. Fuck's sake. So, all, do you know what? In that situation, I remember, I thought, I'm built different. I'm built different because... I looked at him and he was terrified to tell me. He was fucking terrified because he thought, oh my God, she is going to kill me. But I just looked at him and I went, do you know what? We're in a relationship. I think we'd, I think we'd had, yeah, I think we'd had Andre by now. So we're in a relationship. 
we're together. What does it matter? What's the worst that could happen is that it does get leaked, but you start giving this guy money and he can just send all the videos to himself and then he can contact you again in another month and he can say this again. Said, let's just leave it. And that all I did was I picked up the phone to my mum and to Callum's mum. Said, listen, Huns, these videos of me on Callum's phone, performing acts, you know, as you do in a relationship, whatever. And the phone has now got into somebody else's hand after a night out in fucking Newcastle and the guy's threatening Callum. I said, so basically, we could be like the Kardashians or we might not. Let's just wait it out and see what happens. To this day, we've never heard anything from it. It was seven years ago. So one time that might come out, but I thought even that, since watching all these revenge porn things and stuff like that, it's actually really bad when you sit and think about it. It's really bad because whoever got Callum's phone, they knew exactly who he was. They knew he was a professional sportsman. They knew that I was his partner. They found a way to contact him, to blackmail him. And it's kind of like, wow, there's some serious sick fucks in the world. But yeah, as I say, the porn never got out. Both of our mums were cool with it. They were just like, yeah, well, do you know what? It is what it is. I'm guessing it would be 50 times worse if you was kind of doing that with somebody that maybe wasn't your partner or you'd broken up and you'd moved on. I'm not sure, but just that situation that I was in, I just thought the worst thing that can happen is it can get released everywhere. But as long as the people that we love and care about know about it, then I've not really... What's the worst that can happen to me? And that's the same what I use, and I mentioned it in the last podcast what, when I talked about my brother. If it's not going to affect your relationship with your family, your friends, your lover, who gives a shit? Let people just get on with their life, seriously. So, yeah, that is the end of my podcast. Um, I've gone over the time, I would say half an hour, but I feel like I really got into that one. It's really nice to talk about, like, struggles and how I've overcome things and mentally how I've just become a stronger person by dealing with shit and going through the emotions of feeling all the feels, kind of getting over it and managing to flip it into a positive. But any negative that comes my way, I do learn a lesson from it. It does make me want to be a better person. It makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to prove people wrong. So I guess you've just got to be thankful for all those lessons in life. But yeah, that is how I deal with negativity, how I deal with trolling, how I deal with how my life has changed so dramatically. Next week, I know I say that I shouldn't talk about what I'm filming the week after, but next week I think I would really like to touch upon Callum's mental health. I know he has just started a page called All The Best Mentality, um, which I'm really proud of him for doing because he struggles massively with his mental health. That's not a secret. I mean, I've touched upon it in blogs and stuff before and he's said it openly and honestly. And yeah, like obviously I think... Callum will speak about his mental health. I think it's also really important to speak about the effects of living with somebody with mental health. So I do think that will make a really good podcast. And obviously, from my point of view, just talking about the cycle of our relationship for nine years, our marriage together, how his obviously mental health problems impacted our marriage and our relationship, how I dealt with it and kind of where we are today in our lives because I do feel like a lot of you are quite interested in what went down with me and Carl. So that one is coming next, guys. Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening. And this has been Sophie Watkins Talks. I hope you've enjoyed yourself.